you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And man, that was exactly what the Missouri Tigers needed on multiple levels. A big victory this afternoon, 93-78 to over the South Carolina Gamecocks. In fact, that's about as good as Missouri can possibly play on offense, as Rick Majerus might say. And also, quite honestly, one of the big takeaways is not only how important Jeremiah Tillman is to this team, but... Quite frankly, after getting extended minutes in his absence and now some more in this basketball game, even with him back, I really think that Parker Brown has earned his spot in this rotation. But if professional broadcasters on ESPN, Carl Ravitch and Jimmy Dykes have taught me anything, it's that before we get to Missouri basketball, well, you guys want a meandering story about me seeing a shirtless LeBron James before we get there, right? Well, the year was 2000 and odd eight, and I was in New York City, and so I tied an onion to my belt, which was the style at the time. Now, to take the ferry from Staten Island, well, that cost a nickel, and in those days, nickels had pictures of bumblebees on them. Give me five bees for a quarter, you'd say. Now, let's see, where were we? Oh, yeah. Now, the important thing is that I hunted, had an onion on my belt, which was the style at the time. They didn't have white onions because of the Great Recession. You see, the only thing you could get was those yellow ones. Are you guys bored yet? Good, because I was quite bored with the Carl Ravitch, Jimmy Dykes podcast when they attempted to launch it during the first half of my Missouri basketball game. So I just thought you could probably all feel me on that particular thought. But seriously, just one more point, and I swear I'll move on from this. You know, I've noticed there are guys who do this really well, guys like Marv Albert and Ian Eagle, who can throw in a quick aside, a quick story, a quick joke that's hopefully about something that's spontaneously happening in the game. But those guys are smart enough to realize after five, ten seconds, you need to move on and get back to the basketball game. Because if the basketball game isn't the star of the show, well, then what are we even doing here? Because I can get real comedy on every streaming network that I subscribe to. But anyway, with all my silliness out of the way, let's get to Tiger basketball. And obviously, the big news is that Jeremiah Tillman was back for this basketball game. However, he was not back in the starting lineup for the beginning of the first half or the second half. And frankly, his presence, or his lack of presence, I should say, was noticed because while Missouri got off to a great start on offense in this game and continued mostly throughout playing really efficient offensive basketball, frankly, Jeremiah's presence was really missed most noticeably on the defensive end. Frankly, Missouri's defense was just not up to snuff in the first, especially segment of that basketball game, but even in the first 10 minutes. It just seemed like, boy, especially on the offensive glass, the Gamecocks were just all over it and were frankly killing us on the offensive glass and getting too many easy shots in the paint as well for my eyes. 
Now, clearly, Kobe Brown was a huge part of Missouri's fast offensive start. Ends up with 12 points on the game. Felt like he had all 12 in about the first five minutes of the game, the way it started. And you got to love when Kobe is aggressive, taking the ball to the basket. You know, it all depends on matchups. There are just going to be certain times where he can take his maybe slower four-man off the dribble. And when he recognizes that, he should absolutely be aggressive. And as much as I made fun of not only the LeBron story, but that meandering Rick Majerus story that covered two segments over a timeout. Well, I mean, there was some point to it, although I did make fun of the graphic that they had ready for that Rick Majerus story. So clearly, this was something we talked about in pre-production. But, you know, I did like the basic philosophy of, hey, understand who's guarding you and who's guarding your teammates, et cetera, et cetera. And always just it's a good, it's a good uh, rule of thumb when you actually get to that level. I don't know that that advice is going to get you to be a college basketball player, but once you actually get there, sometimes the game will go a little bit too fast and we overcomplicate it. So I will admit that. As a team, sometimes when it starts going a little bit haywire for Missouri offensively, and again, as, as statistically great as Missouri was tonight, There was a bit of a lull for Missouri, as usual. In fact, they didn't score the final two and a half minutes of the first half, even though they put up 45 points. Then only scored six for about the first four minutes. You're talking six points over about a six and a half minute stretch. That's a pretty good lull. And and when those things tend to happen, it seems to me that often Missouri's just thinking a little bit too much in the half court instead instead of playing more freely. But, of course, naturally, there's a balance there. You have to take good shots while playing more more freely. But to me, it's, it's all about being attack mode, especially if you're Kobe Brown. You have a matchup advantage. You know, think attack, but then if it's not there, get rid of the ball. Stop thinking. Just either go or pass. Those are your two options. Don't just hold the ball, you know, for hours on end and just think about everything. Now, don't get me wrong, there's a moment to stop and think, analyze the defense as well, but I think just in general, Missouri's best when they're just basically in attack mode, not only in the fast break, but in the half court too. And man, it sure was nice to see Mark Smith have what I thought was his best game since, gosh, maybe about a month ago against these same South Carolina Gamecocks where he scored 18 points in 37 minutes. Only 23 minutes tonight for Mark, but a really efficient game from him, no doubt about it. And he just, most importantly, forget about the box score, he just looked like he was under control the entire time. And I think that's as much of a relief for me as anything. And another thing I couldn't help but notice during the broadcast was, boy, Jimmy and Carl and the whole ESPN complex seems really desperate to get Kentucky back into the mix. They really want us to believe that they're going to have a run in March, maybe a run in the SEC tournament. Well, I could see maybe more of the SEC tournament. March, I don't know. I just don't see it. I don't think they have the horses at this point. But you know what? If you disagree with me, go to betonline.ag and sign up for a free account and prove me wrong and get in on the action. Because here's the deal. When you go to betonline.ag, you sign up for that free account. If you use the promo code locked on, 
with your first deposit, you will get a 50% bonus on top of that initial deposit. And frankly, while there is no such thing as a free lunch in this world, that's about as close as you're going to get with our friends at betonline.ag. So again, if you want your 50% bonus, use the promo code Locked On with our friends at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast hosted by Peter Bukowski. He's got the biggest stories with with analysis from our local experts five days a week. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today. And if Missouri gets that version of Mark Smith for the rest of the season... We're in good shape because obviously, hey, hit three out of five from three, five out of eight overall, no turnovers. Like the rest of the team, he was really efficient offensively. But to me, just it was the little things, just watching him as I've watched him closely all season. On his last three-point attempt, I just noticed he didn't rush the shot. That's one of the biggest things I've noticed is as I really, really – as basically a duffer on the golf course. One thing I've noticed with my own sort of kinesiology, body chemistry, if you will, is when I start struggling, well, I start gripping onto the golf club. And that's really not advisable. That's just putting tension into your forearms. What you want to be is more loose. And I thought with Mark Smith's shot the past few weeks, frankly, he just seems a little tense. It's almost like he's trying too hard. He's almost jumping too high his body just seems tense or something but that last shot he took tonight that he knocked down he couldn't have seemed more relaxed and confident and by golly it went in too now hopefully this is a sign of things to come because you know we saw the the kid he was the first three four games of this season is just a different guy than he's been for the rest of the season quite honestly so if we can get something closer to the guy from the very beginning of the year man that's going to make all the difference in the world. And and speaking of something that'll make all the difference in the world, hey Jeremiah Tillman, how you doing, pal? Nice to see you. And speaking of perfection, five of five from the field, and even more important, seven of seven from the free throw line. Again, if he can keep that going, if he can shoot 70%, even if anything close to that for the rest of the season, I mean, he's the best center in the conference. There's no doubt in my mind. I saw some people, you know, he's missed a couple games here. Maybe his scoring wasn't quite up to the expectations in the previous couple games before that. Saw some people questioning his candidacy. I don't know. To me, that's when the eye test does matter because when you watch Missouri play, the difference when he's on the floor and not is night and day. And frankly, just watch the rest of the league. Who has that kind of dominant force in the middle of the pain. I just haven't seen it this year. Me. I really haven't. The semi-reemergence of Torrance Watson has certainly been nice to see as well. Torrance, his usual box score, one of four from the field, all of them three-pointers, but he knocked down all four of his free throws, including on what was technically a non-three-point attempt, believe it or not. Good cut by Watson into the paint. Good pass from Jeremiah Tillman, who was in the post. Really nice pass, in fact, from Tillman. Draws the foul, knocks down two free throws. So just nice to see Torrance out there contributing anything, to be honest, because obviously Missouri has some pretty serious depth issues 
if Mark Smith is going to be off, which he's been better lately, but unfortunately, Javon Pickett in the second half turned his ankle once again. Seems like he's going to continue to be a little bit gimpy here down the stretch, unfortunately, which is too bad because it really had seemed like Pickett was starting to find his groove a little bit. And I do still want to talk about how Mr. Parker Brown, in my humble opinion, has earned his spot in the Missouri rotation. Also, give you some quick stats to show how good the offense really was in this basketball game, but I do have one criticism from Missouri in this game, one that I haven't brought up yet that frankly is becoming a trend that I'm a bit concerned about on the defensive end of the court. But first, you know what? My friends at Built Bar have done it again, and I mean that on a couple different levels. Well, on one level, it's best for me because they just sent me yet another care package. Man, you guys must really be hitting that promo code locked on really hard because yet another free box of Built Bars from this fabulous company. This time, a new flavor in the form of their crispy peanut butter. Mmm, this stuff is pretty good. In fact, I think I might open one up right now just to get through the rest of this ad read but while this crispy peanut butter is tough to beat I gotta say the coconut brownie still might be my favorite I don't know they're both really good so you decide for yourself go to builtbar.com order whatever you want order a variety pack maybe just go nuts figure it out then you can dial in your favorite flavor at any point regardless go to builtbar.com use the promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off your next order Again, that's promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. And betting on college basketball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. So subscribe to Locked On Bets, brought to you by betonline.ag. And I got to tell you, I'm willing to bet that Parker Brown has found himself a permanent spot in the Missouri basketball rotation. I really believe that. Number one, I think we all realized that he was a good offensive basketball player coming into this season, but I think the more actual game action that he gets, well, you start to see what a lot of the coaching staff, including Conzo Martin, were talking about in the offseason. And frankly, the unelected mayor of Columbia, Missouri, Sophie Cunningham, was saying a lot of the same things on social media about Parker during last season. She was really pushing for him to get more action. And well, when he gets more action, you can see that he's got a really diverse skill set. And what I've been the most impressed with lately is his passing ability. And frankly, with how Missouri started both halves defensively and played the previous game defensively with Mitchell Smith at the center and Kobe Brown at the four spot, well, our defense was not good there. It was it was a sieve, basically. So if the argument is, well, Parker Brown is a little bit soft on defense, I don't know. Again, as he's played more minutes, it seems like he's hanging in there okay. And again, most for the most part, my biggest worry is him tending to be overpowered by sort of your big, strong, you know, Jeremiah Tillman type centers, quite honestly. But how many of those guys are there in this league right now? 
And and frankly, for certain matchups, if you're playing against a big bruiser like that, I think it'd be really interesting to see what Tillman and Parker would look like on the court together. Because, as we've seen, Parker can space the floor. There are different ways they can get involved together at the same time. By the way, Missouri shot just shy of 58% from the floor in this basketball game, including 9 out of 20 from the three-point line, and they hit 84% of their foul shots, too, again, including all seven by Tilly. And then you throw nine turnovers in there, which in reality was really eight turnovers because Missouri took an intentional shot clock violation on its last offensive possession. So really eight turnovers, four in each half. That's as good as they can possibly do, especially playing with a decent pace, I thought. Not the fastest game we've played all year by any stretch of the imagination, but just really good offensive basketball by the Tigers. But I tell you what, defensively, lately, something has started bothering me about this team, and I don't think we're very good in transition defense. Frankly, tonight, South Carolina missed a good amount of open threes that could have could have bit us in the butt for sure. A.J. Lawson hit four out of 11, but the rest of the team was was not good, and you know, that's something that certainly Georgia took advantage of. I think Ole Miss did too, without a doubt. But I don't know what Missouri needs to do in transition defense, but it's got to be it's got to be cleaner because it seems like for as much as Missouri wants to pay, play with more pace in this particular basketball season and have done so for the most part fairly effectively, at times when the pace gets a little bit too high defensively, they start to break down, and that's something that we really need to look at, quite honestly. Mostly, when you get down to it, it was just nice to see that when South Carolina cut the Missouri lead down to 11, down to 9, even down to 7 points at one point in the game, Missouri stepped on their throats and finished it off. That's exactly what you want to see. Because, yes, with 10 minutes left in the game, it was 59 to 52. Obviously, ends up 93 to 78, Missouri. So, a great finish, especially on the offensive end of the court. Honestly, I, I, I don't think my heart could have taken another blown lead. Even if, if Missouri had blown every point of that lead and still ended up winning in the end, yes, I would have been relieved at the victory. But at the same time, I would have been worried about the future. Not that everything is all honky-dory, but at the same time, this is a good sign. We needed to really finish somebody off on the road, a team that we should beat, and by golly, that's exactly what happened today. So you know what? Time for me to sign off and go celebrate at CC's with my wife. Be jealous. (laughs) So until next time, I am John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou. Thank you.